Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talk about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name is John. I'm joined by Harry Potter himself, Robert Scobie. What is that scar on your head, man? Uh, it was a... I was just, John, I was celebrating, you know, that the doors were finally open. I was out there having a good time. I was, I was, I was fire marshalling. Um, a few beers were had, a bit of sun in the park, and, and yeah, I, I've got a bit of shiner on my forehead. Um, so yeah, that's been fun on the work calls, explaining that one every single time uh, I come on camera. That's the beauty of a, of a podcast, I suppose, is that no one sees, sees you, but when you've got your... Um, the other person brings it up, yeah. <laughs> and the other person brings it up, yeah. Oh, dear. Well, we're back, listeners. It's been a, it's been a while. And uh, Scobie, there's been a, been a shite load happening in Scottish football since then. So yeah. uh, in this pod, we're going to tackle a bit of that news to try and get everyone up to speed and remember what's happened, Euro um, 2020 is now on the horizon. We've had some Scotland World Cup warm-up matches. We'll chat a bit about that. There's a lot of managerial comings and goings in the Scottish Premiership. And obviously, the most important piece of news is that, listeners, every single one of you will have a new wildcard chip to activate in your Fantasy Football Scotland app. Scobie, how exciting is that? Yeah, I've kind, of, I've kind of forgotten how to do this, to be honest. It's been that long. But... Um... Yeah, it's, we're back. We're back. It feels like it's, we've, had the, we've had that break. Um, it's, all, it's that wild card episode. It is that wild card episode. That's what it's all about. It is the wild card episode. We'll park the wild card just for a couple of minutes and just chat a little bit about Scottish football over the last couple of weeks. Um, I suppose there's no other place to start than the national team, Scobie. What did you make of Steve Clark and his men across those three games uh, over the last 10 days? Um. Well, we had some good bounces, didn't we? Um, I think that there could have been, uh, there should have been seven points. We took five. I think that's the resounding feeling we come away with. And actually, looking back on it, I probably feel like Austria probably should have been the one that we took the three points from. Um, you know, it was a it was a funny old game that you know the penalty that wasn't. Um, you know, they had a goal disallowed. I know there was chances there. They scored. They did. They, they, take their chances and score a very good goal. But, you know, seeing them then and how they fared in the next two games, I actually think, weirdly, that Austria at home was the one that, you know, we, we should have picked off. Israel away, I mean, Israel have proven time and time again to be quite a tough team to break down, to be, you know, whether they've got the same standard of players as us or not, is just a fact. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Look, the Pharaohs hopefully inspires a bit of confidence. I think the, the biggest thing for me is we got some new blood out there, didn't we? Yeah, you got some new blood out there in Che Adams. And also in the Fantasy Football Scotland, relevance was Kevin Nisbet got his run yeah. out as well, didn't he? And that's a really interesting um, Fantasy Football Scotland thing to think about when we're going into our wild card just now, is this Euros watch section yeah. that we will now call this part of the pod. And I think there's a third striker spot up for grabs in that Scotland squad behind Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes. And you're probably looking at Lee Griffiths, Kevin Nisbet or Lawrence Shanklin to take that uh, final sp- slot on the, pay- the plane or the coach, shall we say. Oh. 
<laughs> We're only going to Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the Megabus? <laughs> Do you need I mean, one? They on Sky Sports and they'd have them pop on the plane and their little mm-hmm. heads. They should just get a Megabus, get a Scotland to load enough on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, we'll come on to it later, but I think those three strikers are quite an interesting uh, twist on how you put them in your team because they've obviously got so much to play for to be to be as part of the strike force at Scotland's first major tournament in uh, over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think Nisbet was... I, did, I kind of fancied him to get a goal when he came on. I, I put some money on that, actually, in about two seconds later, what's the name scored. Um, but yeah, he, he was in and, around the, in and around the right places. He still looked more like scoring than Ollie McBurney did in potentially all of Ollie McBurney's starts. Um, for Scotland um, in the sort of 20 minutes that Nisbet had. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting. I think looking also, Stephen O'Donnell, um, you know, as, I mean, what a delivery for the for the goal against Austria, obviously. Um, for Big Hanley's header. But, you know, players like that still got a point to prove, still got something left to play for the season, don't they? Um, you know, it's, oh, definitely. He's not nailed on. Fraser was an interesting choice. Uh, you know, not a natural right wing back, but I thought he was very good, albeit against the Fair Islands. I wonder if he'll get another shot there. Um, if Steve will, Steve will give that a bash too. Uh, Palmer, you know, was playing well by the sounds of it at the weekend for Sheffield Wednesday. So, um, again, you know, there's an option there. Callum Patterson was missed off your list, John, but scored an absolute screamer for Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> Um, probably do his seventieth or eightieth cap for Scotland, whatever it is. Yeah. He did. Um, it was an yeah, excellent. There's other players. There are other players, but none of them are selectable in fantasy football. Scotland's school be, and we like to Steve see focus. Steve O'Donnell is that with one <laughs> blinking at back. Ten years point, John. Callum in McGregor. This. Callum McGregor is something to play for. Yes, James Forrest, uh, Davy Turnbull could do hitting the target. Yeah, lots on, lots of other players. I, I knew there was John. We seem, to, we seem to have naturally drifted across the Parkhead. Um, so that's where the next topic in use is the heavy favourite now at Parkhead to be installed is Eddie Howe, who seems to be actually a pretty impressive character, right? This guy was uh, shortlisted for the England job not too long ago. Obviously did an extremely um, impressive job at Bournemouth. Oh, yes, it all ended in tears, but keeping a 12,000 um, attendance stadium team in the Premier League in England is no mean feat so that seems like quite an exciting bit of news for Celtic fans and maybe something for these players to play for going into the uh, post-six split Yeah definitely I, I was trying to find I was trying to dig some dirt on how um, I'm going to try and throw in a couple of hot takes tonight because why not um, you know, his, his, his record at Bournemouth incredible 450 odd matches um, you know kept them in the Premiership for that long the only blemish you'd probably put on that, though, is the only other club he's managed is Burnley, and he didn't exactly set the world alight there. Um, only lasted a year and a half there before going back to back home to Bournemouth. Um, had won 34 of his 87 games. So not awful, but, you know, he's a man who's basically had a club built in his own image. Um and, you know, he's, he's kind of ruled the roost there, rightly so at Bournemouth. He's not going to get that at Celtic. It's too big a club. No man, the manager is bigger than the club. So it's a very different situation than when he's going into Celtic to the one he's going into, or he's maybe been used to at Bournemouth. Um, but that's about all the dirt I could dig. 
There you go. All the dirt you can take. I mean, he will, he will be able to rule the roof slightly more so due to the club captain leaving the club and joining. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's agreed to join Aberdeen. Uh, I still don't quite know how I feel How about do you this. feel about that one, John? <laughs> My skin crawls. Um, very uncomfortable all of a sudden. Very uncomfortable. But look, he is, yeah, a proven winner. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes at Pataudry. The Aberdeen fans have asked for change. And my goodness, have they got it? Uh, you know, you've gone from the steady Eddie, Derek McInnes, and now we've got unproven Stephen Glass, you know, club uh, hero, uh, but not managed at all, really, at the at, um, first team level. You've got uh, Scott Brown, no management experience. And then the most interesting um, bit of business, I thought, actually, was uh, Sean Wallace, who's the England striker coach. Um, make that of what you will, has joined the management team or will be joining in the summer. So good luck to him uh, making that Aberdeen strike force purr because it has been absolutely appalling this season. Well, my take on that one would be I, I dislike it as, as you as you might. I I hope that you know we might we might get to find out what Scott Brown's managerial credentials are like sooner than we think because I just do not understand the Stephen Glass appointment whatsoever. I mean, I'm all for you know left wing or or a club legend being appointed, um, a la you know Lampard or. Parker at Fulham or you know many other examples of it but I mean Glass has managed I look back on this today I'm looking at my stats guys he's managed 65 games and in that time he's managed 18 wins that's including with Atlanta too 13 draws and 34 losses how on earth is that guy getting what is the fifth biggest job in Scotland yeah yeah I mean it is yeah I mean, I don't know where you're getting fifth biggest, but yeah, it's an interesting one um, from Dave Cormack. He clearly has the link at Atlanta and sees something in this relatively young manager. Um, certainly have my doubts, but he's talked a pretty good game since coming in. Um, but as we all know, it's very easy to talk the talk and very difficult to walk the walk, um, especially when it comes to fantasy football, Scotland, Scobie. So it's wildcard time. How are you feeling about this wildcard? Uh, good, to be honest, I hadn't, uh, we talked about it for weeks and then since the split, so I just had a bit of time away from um, Scottish football, I think, just caught up in the national team and, and I hadn't really done an awful lot of drafting, so I've been getting my head back into it uh, in the last couple of days and I've, I've started to do a few. So I've kind of gone for the way I'm going to set our stall and maybe we'll get the ball rolling. We're going to cover off, we're going to cover off goalkeepers and defenders, aren't we? This part, part two, we're going to cover off a bit of midfield and strikers, all juicy stuff to talk about there. And we'll finish up obviously in the third part as you were saying with some questions. But just to just to kick us off, I'm kind of listing out teams to target, teams to avoid. I think you can almost you can almost split the league in two. So the obvious ones, you know, Celtic Rangers and Hibs in the in the teams to target, you know, that they are there, although they're not top of my list. I would say teams to target, we're looking at St Johnston actually, because good value there, although they are top six. St. Mirren, Motherwell, Dundee United. My teams to target. So if you're trying to build, if you're looking for players that you can draw in, um, that's the kind of teams that I'm, I'm drawn to, teams to avoid. On the flip side of that, of course, Livingston, Aberdeen, Hamilton County and Kilmarnock, apart from Carl Lafferty. Interesting. Am I being a bit, am I being a bit black and white there? Yeah, you are, because I think there's a lot of nuances and we'll just get into them. <laughs> I'm also not sure about the St. Johnston show. 
these guys just sneaked into the top six. I think the way to look at it is I think in the top six, there are a lot of much better defences. And therefore, maybe that's where a lot of your defensive options come from in this. Um, because, and then in the bottom six, I feel like there's going to be a lot of goals. The defences are pretty shite. And actually, there's quite a lot of exciting strike force options and midfield options that you can choose. Um, you know, you alluded to Cal Lafferty there. He's an essential, I think. Oh, there's yeah. no argument there. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into it. But yeah, it's a really exciting time. We would, I think we're recommending that everyone hits their wild card now. There's only yeah. five games left. So, you know, even waiting a week to see what happens, I don't think will give you enough points to gain on that only four game weeks left after that. So without further ado, as Scooby says, we're going to go by position. Should we dive into goalkeepers? Yeah, yeah. Get the ball um, rolling. And, and so what I was thinking here, Scoobs, is that, you know, most people should have a decent bit of budget in their team. So I'm thinking we go with two goalkeepers that are going to start and we don't try and go for one goalkeeper and just go throughout. And you go for two goalies that are going to start and you rotate them based on fixtures that, um, that are more attractive to each player. So can I ask you for your first name? Uh, he's been the first name on every team that we've done this year, whenever we've talked about it. It's Benji Seagreast. Benji Seagreast. 11 clean sheets, Benji Seagreast. I've had him from the, well, almost from the off. And I think Big Benji and Dundee United are going to have a good run in um, and be pretty solid building into next year. So Seagreast is a no-brainer for me. Yep, he was in my team. The other option I went for there, Scobie, was Joe Lewis of Aberdeen. He's been an absolute mainstay in my team. Aberdeen, yes, don't look too good just now, but they're still not conceding any goals. Joe Lewis has got 16 clean sheets this season. That's a phenomenal amount of clean sheets. You know, half the season he's had clean sheets. He's at a decent price point. Um, you know, you compare it to other options in the top six. Marciano only, only had 11. Um, but he's another good option that I'd definitely be considering. Livingston and Super St. Johnston, at least defensively, I fear for a little going into the top six, especially playing, you know, your Rangers and Celtics. Celtic have rotated consistently in goals and, quite frankly, are pretty bad at keeping clean sheets anyway, so I'd avoid there. And then I think you want three outfield Rangers players. I think that's where you get your most value and bang for your buck there, so I'd avoid Alan McGregor. That's a fair analysis. I've got a little right. different. I've got a little different for you. I've taken I've taken two goalies from the bottom six. Whew. Love uh, that. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not settled. I'm not settled yet. Right. So hold your horses. But I like Jack Almwick at Sydney. Mm-hmm. Two point eight million as well. He's the fifth top scoring um, goalkeeper in the league at the moment. Um, so look, he's had a bunch of clean sheets. Eighty four points in the game on total. So at two point eight million, I kind of just wanted to. Free up a little bit of budget from the back. I had Marciano um, before this. He's obviously off at the end of the season. I think he'll continue to play. I just wonder mm-hmm. if Hibbs maybe decides they- a chance to roll a dice and maybe give one of the other keepers a, a, a blooding, um, you know, to, to, to get a bit of experience and in big games like that. I, I would be doing that if I was if I was Jack Ross. So I like Alfred. Hibbs signed Matt Macy as well. Was he not the big tall bastard yeah. from uh, yeah, yeah, Arsenal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big bastard. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, so you never know there. Fair enough. I think you're a bit rad going with two bottom six keepers, personally. Those teams are in the bottom six generally because they can't keep clean sheets very well. Uh, but there we go. <laughs> It'd be boring if we agreed all the way. Should we move on? Yeah, to I mean, I've, I've gone pretty left field, so I think we could, this could be a contentious night, John. 
it, I mean, it, good stuff. All right, moving on. Defenders, they've been in general the money makers this season. Yeah. These guys have been the guys that have been the back backbone, backbone and bedrock to all good fantasy football Scotland teams. I feel therefore it's only right that we start at Ibrox with that mm-hmm. and just get this out the way. What are you thinking? Well, actually, I've had I've had two Rangers uh, defenders the entire season, and for the split, I'm going down to one. Wow! And I'm going to go with Barisic, and I'm going to drop Goldson. I just think it's been an awfully long season. They've won the title. I know they've got still got so much to to play for from a pride point of view, and to hit 100 points and all that kind of stuff. I think they probably will still do that. I just don't know if I see the clean sheets continuing. So I keep Barisic because, you know, he's on set pieces and whatnot, but I kind of just, look, I'm going to roll the dice. I've got mm-hmm. nothing to lose. I think I'm going to free up some money to, to, to spend upfield. So at the moment, just Barisic for me. Just Barisic. Yeah, I think Barisic is, uh, yeah, essential. Yeah. As essential as Cal Lafferty. And, um, yeah, Connor Goldson for me stays in. His goal threat this season has been brilliant. He's played every minute of every game this season for Rangers, I think. It's absolutely yeah. staggering. That's mad stats, um, and I can't see him getting dropped so or rested. So he's in for me. Um, just a word on Tav, because I'm sure some listeners are wondering how that injury is going. Gary McAllister um, was chatting about him at the weekend, saying that he's back training on grass, you know, compared to training on concrete or you know yep. other yep. other surfaces. I don't know what that means, but anyway, he's back training <laughs> a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Thanks for that joint depth analysis. <laughs> but what it does mean is it means that he probably isn't going to be back for this weekend. Therefore, you know, you can't be putting a player of that value in your team that isn't going to be starting week in, week out. Fair point. Fair point, well made. Um, uh, only other player that I'm going to keep at the back, um, you said two years now. My uh, other one that I'm going to keep is McGinn at Hibs. Um, mm. 3.8 million. He's been pretty consistent for me as well. And I, I want to keep a Hibs uh, defender in there. I think he, you know, he's playing a lot. He's, he's popped up with goals and assists here and there this season as well. So I think he's well valued at 3.8 million. So he stays. Um, yeah. now, I agree with that. I did, um, I did a quick um, comparison. Cool thing you can do in the app. Compare the players yeah. um, in the same position. And did a quick one between McGinn and Hanlon. Because basically they've been, you know, Hibs stalwarts at the back. And despite McGinn being 0.5 million more than Hanlon, um, he carries a bigger threat going forward. So he's got three goals this season compared to Hanlon's just one. They've both got an assist each and he's been booked slightly less than Hanlon. So I think if you've got the money, it is worth investing McGinn as that Hibs um, defender in your team. Definitely agree. Definitely agree with that. He's been great. My next three are all um, at the moment, <laughs> um, well, left field shouts. So, um, man, I want to bring back in, and he was a bit of a pod legend at the start of the year. Oh, no, I hope I know where this is going. <laughs> Adrian Spoil. Yes! Yes! Big Adrian. He has quietly, quietly put together a run of... How many points he scored now? 34 points in his last four games. Adrian is back, isn't he? The Argentinian Bale is what we <laughs> dubbed him as at the start of this podcast. And he is back and he's back with a bang, Scobie. And you'll love this even more. I don't know if you've read uh, the match report from their Scottish Cup game against Partick Thistle at the weekend. But 
Sporo was playing in a front three. So this guy's a defender in the game. He's playing in a front three uh, with Shanks and McNulty. Got the assist for Shanklin's goal um, at the weekend as well. Uh, McNulty honking again off after like 64 minutes. But yeah, this guy, I think, could be a real differential for our listeners out there. And at 2.4 million, what's not to love? He's a no-brainer, actually. I mean, I think they'll be solid. Like, I think they will be solid. As I say, we've said it with Seacrest. So there's clean sheets there. But he's a proper footballer, spoiler. Mm. Get mm. forward. He's, you know, he's rapid. Loves getting on the ball. Um, great delivery from what we've seen. Shanklin's getting hot again. So there could be assists. There could be clean sheets. Mm. Oh, I love it. Ooh. It's a nice little uh, Dundee United backline, uh, backbone to our uh, wildcard. Yeah, it really is. Going so far. Um, scooping up any other parts of your defensive wildcard that you want to talk about here, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a few others. I've got Sean Rooney at the moment. Which Rundog. is a funny one. Because <laughs> I just love him, to be honest. I just thought, mm. like, get a chance to get Rundog and be quite good. Um, mm. And I, I just think St. Johnson are going to ruffle some feathers. I quite think they like the big games. I think, you know, they've got a good, good squad there. They just want a cup. Why mm. not? Like, I think they could take some points for Aberdeen. I think they'll beat Livingston. I think, you know... I just think they'll, they'll get there. Now, the big question with him is, is he going to get clean sheets? I don't know, but I think he can get forward and score goals. So, he's 2.7 million. Again, value. He is value. It's just, it's a tough, like, don't get me wrong, they got Aberdeen up first, but, you know, so it might be nil-nil. Probably be nil-nil. <laughs> but, you know, you've got, you look at them, they've got Rangers, Hibs, and then Celtic in that middle section of the split. It's a, it's a tough, yeah. it's tough, it's tough fixtures for them. Um, I, think they'll, I think they'll do something in this split. That's just how I feel yeah. for them. So, I, you know, he's a wee bit of a maybe at the moment, but I like Rooney. I've, I've sort of got him in there. And mm. Yeah, my other one's Joe Shaughnessy at St. Mirren. Um, again, yeah. back to that one saying about defenders there. I've had Shaughnessy before, and I think he's, I think he's a good one to, to sit there. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like the St. Mirren show. I think, you know, the fact that they dropped into the bottom six at the last minute and you know, they've got to be favourites to do best in that, probably along with Dundee United, so I like the Shaughnessy shout. Uh, what have, the only other club that we've not talked about in the bottoms, uh, sorry, in the defence for this wild card is Celtic. Um, you know, I think Ayer at 4.7 million, you know, he's been the most consistent performer in defence for Celtic this season, uh, both in real life and fantasy football, Scotland perspective. You know, he's by miles, their biggest point scorer, 125 points this season. He's most likely to play centre-half now, I think, which kind of retracts a little bit from his fantasy value because <clears throat> you'd rather him be at wing-back, more chance of getting forward, getting assists, getting ends of shite. So then you've got Kenny at 4.3 million, got an assist in the Scottish Cup at the weekend, playing right-back. He could be a shout. Yep. And then if you're just looking up to free up funds, uh, Stephen Welsh is only 2.1 million. Yeah, playing alongside Ayer at the back. So, yeah, I do yeah. think Stephen Welsh is. I mean, if you've got space for it, and you you know you you're floating at the same value as somebody like a dolphin. I mean, it seems mm. pretty silly not to bring him in. Uh, yeah, like your like your John Joe Kenny shot. I think he could maybe be a, be the other point scoring one there. But I'm I've dropped Ayer, moving away from him too. So, wow. Um, there you go. And on that groundbreaking note, we will get out of part one.
Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitback pod. This is the most exciting pod of the season, I would say, because we've finally got this wild card that we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and it's finally here, and I'm about to burst with excitement. Scooby, we're in part two. I don't even know where we're at. <laughs> Just so excited. It's, 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 it's the wild card now powered by Paddy Power, which we love to oh. see. Yeah, bit of Paddy. Yeah. Powered by Paddy. Uh, but yeah, here we are, running through our wild card choice. Look, guys, I hope this has been helpful um, as we muse our way through teams. Um, I, you know, it, did, it felt like start of the season vibes again. It was like, you know. Mm. Yeah, picking a whole new team, it was a lot of pressure. And looked at my team thinking, my team's not that bad. Do I need to pick different players? But I have thrown um, caution to the wind, made some changes. So, John, let's start again where we were with midfielders. I think midfielders, you can have some real fun um, in this latter part. My whole taking is I think um, there's going to be more points coming from midfielders and attackers in this post-split world than there was um, previously where it was much more on, on defenders. I think there's going to be goals. I think there's going to be fun. <laughs> So, with that in mind, who are you retaining? First name, first name of my team sheet, Scobie, in right. midfield. I have to go to St Mirren, and it's Jamie McGrath. Jamie McGrath. I mean, this man is a penalty machine monster, right? Just scores goals on goals on goals. He's been the talisman at St Mirren all season. Um, he played brilliantly, actually, in a Scottish Cup tie against Hamilton at the weekend. Um, scored a lovely sort of side foot lofty thing from about 20 yards. You know, real ingenuity showed there. And then obviously scored a penalty. I actually had uh, Jim Goodwin after the game calling him to be added to the Ireland squad. Um, yeah. And given that Ireland recently lost to Luxembourg 1-0, um, sounds like they couldn't do much worse. <laughs> Though I should note that we should um, hold our laughter about losing to Luxembourg until Scotland play them in our warm-up. Successfully negotiated. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he's in it for me. I love St Mirren's fixtures. We touched on it slightly when you're talking about Shaughnessy at the back there. It did get me thinking maybe I need more than one St Mirren player. I mean, you just, you know, it looks so attractive for them. Um, in the, in the post-six world being one of the much better teams in that. The only thing I'd be slightly concerned about is if they get a really good Scottish Cup run and that distracts them a bit. But for me, Jamie McGrath, every day of the week should be in everyone's team. Love that. Case put forward. Case in point. Do you know who is my equivalent of that? Um, and I'm finally able to bring him in for God knows why in his early in season. Um, but it's that man, it's uh, once known as Aldi Lewis Ferguson, it's Ross Callahan. Oh. 0.8 million, Hamilton. If Hamilton are going to fight their way out of um, this relegation mm. battle, which if you heard Brian Rice's uh, post-match interview in, uh, at the weekend, which he can only be described <laughs> as going fucking mental. I think that's how it was described <laughs> on Twitter, just as the, as the tagline. Um, you know, if he's going to show some fight like that, it's going to come from Ross Callahan. I mean, this man has been an absolute revelation. It makes me so sad that Hearts ever got rid of him. Um, he's up to 3.8 million now, but I still think that's a steal. He's a penalties galore this year. Uh, points are always kind of kind of flowing with him, and he's at the heart of everything that Hamilton are doing. We've always loved that new link up he's got with with uh, Anderson, Bruce Anderson, and you know, he just. 
as mm. it's going to come from from anyone in the Hamilton side, it's going to be him. So he's got to be on the team sheet for me. Completely agree. Callahan's in my team too. He is, you know, playing that number ten role uh, in behind Anderson so well. He's influential in everything that Hamilton do, and we know that when it comes to the crunch point of Scottish Premiership football. Hamilton just have the minerals to turn up and <laughs> get results they just don't deserve. Or maybe they do deserve, as Brian Rice perfectly pointed out. I enjoyed all the headlines. Rice was boiled. Rice was fried. <laughs> fried rice, it had to be. Fried rice. Fried rice. <laughs> uh, what a man, what a man. We'll continue, John. Who else is, uh, who else is on the team uh, in the field for you um, post-wildcard? Jeepers, creepers. Um, so I think for me, going back to Celtic Park, David Turnbull, yeah. I think has to be in the team still. You know, I think he's, he was really unlucky to not be included in Steve's, Steve Clark's squad recently. And I think, not that he would need any more reason to play well, but, you know, if there is any sort of injury, and we've seen it with Kieran Tierney, there's going to be probably another injury to someone in attacking mid yeah. area. He's that first man in the plane, and you can easily see him playing in the Euro. So he's going to be up for it, so up for it to play. You know, want to impress Eddie Howe. He's been Celtic's best player by a mile this season. I think he has to be in my midfield, but I am open to debate there. No, I completely agree with you. Actually, I do think, looking back on it as well, that he... You know, there's all sorts of players we were kicking around. Will he make the squad? Will he not? I think he was in that group of people we thought were very unlucky not to make the squad, and I still think that. And uh, there was times when he just, you know, you felt like against Israel, it'd be really nice to see him come on. He can just, he can unpick doors, David Turnbull, um, mm-hmm. and he just does it in a different way from everyone else. And his set pieces, you know, we talk about, you know, does Lee Griffiths go on the megabus just purely for his, uh, his free kicks? I mean, David Turnbull could be in that category as well. So the way he's striking them at the moment, um, I think you've got to keep them in the side post split, definitely. So then I'm, I'm also thinking like premium midfielder. Yeah. You know, and is it a time to bring James Forrest back into the quest, uh, equation? Like he's not been anywhere near wow. anyone's lips this no. whole season. But again, we're going to go back to the Euros and sorry, listeners, we're going to be chatting about the Euros a lot for the next five weeks. But you know, he's got a serious amount to prove for that, to get on that bus or mega bus, as you so well put it. He's 8.3 million, so it's a lot of money. But he did score in the Scottish Cup at the weekend against Falkirk. Um, you know, so, and, and if there's one thing he can do is he's got exceptional numbers, of always delivering goals and lots of assists for Celtic. So is that the premium option? The other guy I was thinking is, do you put Martin Boyle in there? Um I don't know. What are you? Th- are you thinking a premium? I love that. For I mean, what's staggering though is that James Forrest is still eight point three million. <laughs> He's been injured all year, and what is a flexible pricing market in fantasy mm. football Scotland? How on earth that hasn't dropped? I have absolutely no idea. Well, I don't uh, think anyone put him in his team to start with. So, <laughs> well, maybe that. Yeah, that probably makes sense. You're the you're the economist, John, not me. Um, <laughs> supply and demand, is it? Uh, Martin Boyle, yeah, he, he remains for me as well. Um, again, wins a lot of penalties, um, has been taking them too, has been scoring goals from open play, is always playing. So Boyle seems like a no-brainer. But I agree with you. I, I've gone big ticket. I've not quite gone James Forrest big ticket, but my other two that I've brought in are two of the more expensive midfielders in the game, and I've not had them all season. 
Um, and I, I'm going to opt for two Rangers players here, Ryan Kent and Ianis Hadji at the moment. Oof. Which, which does feel like a bit of a rotation risk, but even coming off the bench, Hadji's been mm. pretty impressive recently. You know, there's been, uh, you know, three goals in his last seven, assist in the mix there too. You know, he's been playing quite a lot of minutes as well. He's played more than he has or more consistently has this year. So I, I, I do understand he's a bit of a risk. And mm-hmm. we've talked about how much we love Aribo. Um, and then Kent is just the other one for me. I'd, and you wonder whether Kent's maybe one of these players like a few of the Celtic boys that might be playing for a move in the summer. Um, you know, the Leeds were obviously sniffing around him, weren't they, early in the year. So quite a lot of players probably know that there's eyes on them. Um, mm-hmm. And I just don't know. I just feel like if there's going to be goals in the, in the post-split, as I've said, Ryan Kent might be involved. Fair enough, fair enough. For me, I'm gonna, I've done two Rangers at the back and my third Rangers, spoiler alert, for when we go in strikers will be Morelos. Right, okay. So I'm going to avoid them in midfield, but I can get your arguments either way for them. My last point, and I know this is a point of contention for you, Scobie, is the bench trick. I'm thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to utilise this in my midfield. So my fifth midfielder, is a guy at Ross County called Adam McKinnon. He's 2.2 million. He's actually on loan. Guess where, Scobie? Your favourite club just now? What? Brewer Rangers or something? He's on loan at Brewer Rangers. (laughs) He successfully knocked out Hearts the Scottish Cup. If you missed that, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But anyway, look. So basically, he's not playing for... um, for, he's not going to be playing for Ross County. So what my intention to do, listeners, will be to start him in my team. And then it means that he'll get no points, no minutes. And then my best bench player will come off because I think it's going to be quite difficult to make those decisions on who to start every week. And that just covers my my, my backside a bit. What do you think about that, Scobie? Yeah, I mean, I've done it. I've just a bit, been a bit of a purist, haven't I? I've done, I've, I have done it at stages when I've had a... Um, when I've had a injured player and my team have kept them and have let them play so I've, I've managed to do that quite a bit but oh, it just goes against me I do hope it's a rule that they kind of take out um, in some ways I don't know if they will next year but it just grinds my gears a bit yes I see I see the thinking very smart right so we should get out midfielders and finish yeah I think we're just about I think we're, we're, we're done on midfielders I think you've covered all yours as well haven't you yeah well that takes us to to Moneyland um this is where the real fun's going to be post-split for these last five games of the season. Big choices to be made for Fantasy Football Scotland um, players. I think there's one man that we are absolutely singing in agreement on, and that's Kyle Lafferty has got to be in everybody's team. King Kyle. King Kyle. He King has Kyle. played four games... And in that time, we've seen three goals and two assists. He's a points machine at the moment. He is. And he also got a hat-trick against Steny in the cup at the weekend. Yeah. Um, one of them was a penalty, so we didn't know it. But it sounds like he's on penalties as well. I mean, this guy's got to be at least your vice-captain, I think, going into the split. Yeah, 100%. You know, 100%. on a roll. They've got County in the first game at home. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Scran it. Move on. <laughs> my, only, my only point on Lafty is he's played four games. He's got two yellow cards. 
Will Ooh. Carl Aftey get sent off in the split? Oh, you know it's going to happen, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> sent off. So you take your risk. You'll probably score in that game as well, but he will get sent off. Um, <laughs> or bland at some point. That's the disclaimer. We've put the disclaimer yeah, up yeah, on yeah. the Lafferty. So, <laughs> yeah, he's like a drug. You've got to be careful with him. There's a side effect. Um, so, so look, Lafferty uh, is, is on the team sheet. Who else are you going with, John? Who else am I going with? It's got to be none other than the most complete striker in the Scottish Premiership, <laughs> and that is Devontae Cole. He has been a massive favourite of mine um, post, um, post-Christmas, basically. He's been a great footballer in this league, and he's now scoring a lot of goals. You know, scored three goals in his last three games, Scobie. You know, most of his goals this season have come since Christmas. This guy's got a bit of momentum behind him. And also, um, you know, Motherwell, I think, will do quite well in this, in this part of the division. You've laid it out. Devon Tickle. I, I took him out, but, I, but I, am I regretting that a bit? I've, I've, sometimes I've looked at some of my changes and I've thought, that is a change for the sake of a change. Mm. And Devon Tickle would be in that bracket. I have instead gone for, and it, it kind of builds on your point at the, for part one of the pod, I've gone with Lawrence Shankland mm. because I think that Dundee United are playing better football than Motherwell from what I've seen in the last few weeks. And I think Devontae Cole's playing very well, but I just think Shankland's going to get some chances and it would be just like him to get some goals ahead of the Euros. Yeah. <clears throat> choice difficult. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, out of... Cole and Shanklin, I've been having the same sort of conversations to myself when I'm going to sleep in bed. It's a, it's a really difficult decision to make and one that it is at the toss of a coin, I'd say, and where you're going. My loyalties lie with Cole because he's been um, so productive for me this season, but I can definitely see Shanklin having a profound uh, goal-scoring record in this bottom six. Well, he's the most complete striker in Scotland, so that's all no, that's- we expect. So that's good. And then I've gone premium, a bit boring, gone Morelos. He's got eight goals in his last 10 games. Um, He's been in prolific form. And I do fancy Rangers uh, to win and score goals. Shock. There you go. In this this split. So I think he's he's my premium option. Have you gone for a premium option, Scobie? I have. I've gone for French Eddie. Keep him in the team. I think he's finally going to earn that ticket out of Glasgow and I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna leave the club um with lots of goals five goals in his last five games I think uh, leaving style um and say goodbye to the to the faithful so yeah mm-hmm. I'm sticking that's, with Eddie that's a shame because Lee Griffiths is obviously gonna score eight goals in five games for seven <laughs> to knock him out the team <laughs> as he fights his way onto the mega bus <laughs> I don't no. think Griffiths could could run on a pitch for long enough to score eight goals. To be honest, at this point, but we'll um, we'll wait and see. Fingers crossed. Did it did it concern you that Edward didn't start against Falkirk at the weekend, or is that just because it's Falkirk? No, it was Falkirk. Okay, that's exactly why. I've answered that Big question myself. And on that and on that crunching finish, so, so really exciting. We've said Lafferty's got to be vice captain. Who's going to be your captain? Uh, who's going to be? I haven't got that far, Scobie. Um, <laughs> you really put me on my spot. Yeah, there. I I we'll maybe come back to it. Three. 
Uh, right, on that note, we will get out yeah. of part two um, and um, into the final part of the pod. Hello and welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fit Bad pod. We have wildcarded our tits off. We have told you what players we think are the best in each position. And in this part, we will dwell on some questions, Scooby. We will. We will. Well, you've got them. You tell me. I tell will. Me. Oh, before that, before that, it's the Masters this week at Augusta, and I've got a hot tip for you. Bob McIntyre from Oban, so Scottish, uh, has got his first appearance at the Masters. He's 125 to 1. And listen to this, listeners. The the Augusta National favours a high draw and he's left-handed and hits a high fade, so he's going to smoke it. There you go. Thank me next week. Bob McIntyre. <laughs> I've got him on already. I've heard, I've heard the drums of those tips. It's a good one. Um, questions. It's not questions. fancy football golf, uh, you know, fancy golf pod. We will um, we'll get back to football. <laughs> You get one tip a week. Uh, FPL Dan has got in touch. Cheers, Dan. And he's asked you, Scobie, is there an argument not to use the wild cards and see how teams are after the break? Uh, I can't see it at the moment. I mean, you want to maximise the amount of time you get. You want to have the best out of those five games. On the flip side of that, I don't think... I was looking at my team earlier and, you know, looking at what my original team was, I could easily go post-split with that and it wouldn't be a horror show. You know, so I think more than anything, do it now and have a bit of fun with it. Do it now and have a bit of fun. There we go. Speaking of fun, uh, Phil, Phil McCracken has got in touch. <laughs> and he's asked, uh, Scobie, should we play the bench trick? Now, have I given you a good enough argument to play the bench trick? Uh, yeah, I think so. I've certainly been mulling it over since you mentioned it. I think I'll just feel like a bit of a mug if... Um, if I don't, I've also just got so much cash now that I can't spend it all, and it feels wrong, like not spending the money in fancy, doesn't it? Especially when you've done a wild card. But the values have just gone through the roof in this game. I mean, I could have all the most expensive players, and there's still a bit of play. So I tell you what, put James Forrest in your team, and you start and Morelos in your team, and you start to to struggle a bit. Oh, got- there we go. <laughs> there you go, and finally. Questions. This was from Scobie to John, and it is around captaincy. Yeah. Um, I think Lafferty <laughs> is getting either vice captain or captain, but it's who that second one goes to. You know, Rangers have got Hibs, but Rangers players have been so um, successful as captains. So that's just safe shout. It's probably Barisic. But do you go with someone like James Forrest, who could come? Firing out the blocks after his uh, goal against Falkirk at the weekend. Where are your captain picks going, Scobes? Um, I'm going to go two strikers and for captaincy. And I think I might end up going for Lafferty captain. Mm. And go for big French Eddie or Shankland for vice. I mean, I got any, of my top, any of my top three, such is my confidence in them. That's um, huge. I think that's, I think that's the way I'll go. Uh, I do also think, though, that Ryan Kent might bag a goal against Hibbs, so he is floating around as a bit of an option, too. There you go. 
How'd you like them apples? I love those apples. Stick them in my mouth. Have we got an update on the league table as we all go into the split? We do. It was um, it was a little bit desperate, but um, the guy who top scored this week actually texted a friend of mine just to just to remind him to tell me <laughs> that he'd been the top scorer and then sort of basically ask for a shout out. So <laughs> you know, I hope this makes you happy, Kyle. What's this little life? Obviously, <laughs> come down with me. Uh, it was Latino Heat, Kyle Aiken, back from the dead. He was top scoring at the start of the year. He's a forgotten, a forgotten number. He's, he's top scored with 52. He's the only player in our league to hit 50 um, last week. Did well. He's sitting right behind me in 13th spot. Um, and then up at the top of the league, five points separate Gunner from Andrea. It's a tight battle that. We predict that will go down to the wire. So, um, yeah, really good stuff from both of them. Be just remember the listener is always right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, um, so post split, let's look forward to it coming at us. We're maybe gonna have some, some other guests, um, in the post split era for you. So, uh, yeah, please keep running with us till the end of the season. Um, and thank you so much for everyone's support so far to get this far. It's been, it's been great. All the best for the wildcard troops. <laughs> <laughs>